good morning again. You know, I grew up in a family that I can never remember whether we greeted each other, whether we said hello or good morning, and I don't think I ever heard I love you. I know my parents were proud of me, my mother at least was very proud, but I don't remember that. But I've learned the power of a greeting because a greeting says, I see you, I acknowledge you, and you are someone whom I remember, if I remember the name. <laughs> uh, but the power of greeting also for a stranger is very, very important. So this series that I'm doing, the first one, is the power of a greeting first thing in the morning. When I wake up, good morning, Lord. I want to tell you a little story. This, you might think this is funny, but I actually came to know the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior in a way that I knew that I belonged to him. I don't know before whether I did or not, okay? I'm acknowledging that. But when I really knew, I was living in Hobart in a hostel, and I was training to be a teacher. And sometimes I'd be so excited, I would actually lift my window up of the tiny little room and I'd look out the window and say, good morning world. There was such a joy inside that I felt that I had to greet the day. I still do it sometimes. Sometimes I stand at my window at my bedroom at home and I say, good morning world. Good morning, Lord. So this is what today is about. It's living out our baptism first thing in the morning being reminded. So this, my, the title of my little message is living out my baptism. What does that mean? It means that before my feet hit the ground or as they hit the ground in the morning, I'm saying, good morning, Lord. For me, it's usually before I get up, because I wake up early. And I'm usually there meditating, pondering, in and out of sleep, dozing. It's all right. God understands that. But it's that sense of the presence of God first thing. Now, it's not like that every morning. Some mornings I have a rude awakening and have to get out quick, okay? That's my confession. But mostly it's a gentle awakening, so that before I hit the floor, God and I have already greeted each other. I know that my God has seen me and I am trying to see my God. Good morning, Lord. And the good morning, Lord, is a reminder of who I am. And so that's why we had the baptism there today. A baptism is not a one-off event. Yes, it is in one way but it's an introduction to a new way of living, okay? So at baptism, two things are happening. There's that, it, it's, it's a celebration of what has happened internally, that I have been baptized into the family of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And that happened when I first started to invite Jesus is my Lord and Savior, where the Spirit of God connected with my spirit and showed me that I needed God in my life, to manage my life, 
to fix up the messes, the problems, the ugliness, the disappointments, the shame, the guilt, the sin. And there's not a sense of all-knowing, but there's that sense of knowing I need Jesus as my Lord and Savior. And so a miracle happens inside. The Christmas story all over again, where God enters the world of Sandy, or the world of you, or the world of Crystal, where God enters our world and lives within. And we welcome this God, a new birth, a new family of God, and a new way of living. And we start the journey, we start the journey of obeying the teachings of Jesus. Now, that's all internal, okay? And that continues. And the external is what you've seen here, the celebration of that, where I publicly declare that I belong to God in this rather unique way of going down into the water and coming up, reminding me that I am dying to my sin as Christ died for my sin, declaring death to sin and alive to a new life. And it's very public. And it's something that we celebrate here quite regularly, as you saw from some of our young people. We publicly declare it. And all of this is something where we start to see changes beginning, where a new Christian can stand in a little hostel room, open the window and say, good morning world, because there's something to wake up. There's excitement, there's joy. So as we live out our baptism, these are some truths that I need to be daily reminded of, because I now belong to Jesus. I don't belong to the world or myself anymore. And there's the tension all the time. The world wants me and I want to do it my way. But I've given my life to Jesus. I now belong to Jesus. And the spirit of the living God lives in. He is Lord, he is King, and I live in a new kingdom. So this means, now I'm going to put these up one at a time and you read them with me. You got it? Because this means that if you have entered that new family of God and public and yet or still want to declare publicly your baptism, this is who you are. This means Come on, louder. That is what it means.
I'm in a new kingdom. Well, does that excite you? A few people did here. But what does it mean for today? It means that I am now living in the kingdom of God, not in all of its glory and perfection, but in the sense of there is a righteousness, there is a justice, and we pray, as it is in heaven, may it be on earth, your kingdom come. And so we become agents of the kingdom. So we are doing kingdom work, which is the work that Jesus did. Jesus actually said, you will do greater things than me because you have the spirit of God in you and there's more of you. Jesus alive in us today. Isn't that wonderful? Well, how on earth does this work? Because the truth is, at my baptism, I was not changed immediately. Okay? I still woke up to me. <laughs> Even though I said, good morning, Lord, I was still there. And I still had ah, stuff going on in my life that needed slow change, definite change. And so as we look at this new year and the beginning of this series, I want to say we need to have some vim in our lives, vim. Now, I'm taking this little word from Dallas Willard. He influenced me a lot. I sat once in his lectures with Beverly Voss down there, and uh, I've read most of his books, and that's why I mentioned him. I learned from him that I need vim, vision, intention, and I have the means. So the vision. Let me just start by this. Um, a few weeks ago, a friend and I went for a few days to stay on the East Coast, and we went for some walks. And I discovered something that I hadn't really clicked before. I hate going on walks where you've got to return. <laughs> you know those kind? And so you're going on the walk, you think, I've got to do this the other way. One of the walks was down to the Colombo Falls, St. Colombo Falls. And all the way down, I'm thinking, I've got to come back up. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. But while I was going down, I kept thinking, they told me this is the best the falls have ever been. Keep going. Don't give up. They said there's been so much rain that I'll never see them like this again. So I did keep going. I had a little vision, okay? But another walk, I was going over the point in St. Helens. And uh, <laughs> it was a hot day. And we forgot to take water. Oh, no. Because we didn't know that it was so long. And uh, I kept looking ahead. And all I could see was a path with a bit of sky and trees, and I kept thinking, we've got to come back. <laughs> but I kept the vision there, I want to do it. But you know, I couldn't keep looking ahead because if I kept looking ahead, I would trip because there were hazards in the path. It was a path with roots. You know tree roots? They poke out everywhere and before you know it, you can trip. So I'm walking like this, But sometimes there were side trips to go and look at the view, but I had to keep coming back. A few times I had to check which was the right way. 
because it wasn't real sure. And I, I went this way and I came back, no, it's not. Stay on this path. There was a vision and there were hazards and I forgot the water. But I did have to return the same way because there's no one at the other end to meet me in a car. <laughs> so we did have to return. But this is what I want to tell you about vision. Vision is something that drives us. It's something we see and we want. But along the way, there are hazards of life. And if we only look down here, we are people most miserable. Because there's nothing beautiful about a path with tree roots and stones and gravel on, right? I mean, it's all right for about five seconds. You think, oh, wow, amazing roots. But there's nothing beautiful about that. But the beauty is ahead, and it keeps me on track for now. You got it? Simple. So why don't we keep looking ahead? And what is our vision? For some, it's making a lot of money. For some, it's getting through and getting lots of education. For others, it's getting married, having a family, making sure the children grow up. For some, it's retirement. For some, it's pie in the sky, I don't know what. But what we soon discover is that most of those are empty. They can give vision for a little while. But once achieved, a new vision has to start. But with this vision of the kingdom of God, it gets bigger and wider and more meaningful and it helps me plant my feet on the ground and remember I belong to Jesus. Jesus is mine. I can live out my baptism and I can obey the teachings of Jesus. I can keep it simple if I've got the vision. And these are little hazards to overcome, sometimes big ones, but I've got a vision. The kingdom is here now, and this is where we are, and this is where we live. Jesus is righteousness. He calls us to righteous living. Jesus is just, and he asks us to be involved in justice issues, advocating for the poor, for the hungry, for the needy, for the lost, advocates getting our hands dirty in the kingdom of God. He is the Prince of Peace, the wonderful counsellor, all the stuff promised at Christmas, all the stuff about Jesus we celebrate, he is that all the time for us. And there's more to come. The enemy will be overcome. But you know, the truth is, as I keep my eyes on the vision and concentrate on the daily walk, a bit like this, vision within, I too can be an overcomer. I don't have to get sidetracked. I might have to look now and then to discern, but no harm done if I'm aware that I am God's and he is mine. Lord, I'm not really sure. Is this the way? I might just have a little look. No, it's not. And I go back on track. Sometimes I can stop and just rest and enjoy the view the celebration of the beauty. But I can't stay there forever. I go on. And that is what vision is all about. Well, the other one, and that, that's actually why I put some of those truths to live by. If you find some truths to live by, your life will change. 
Instead of saying, life is miserable, life is full of sadness, the world is a mess, you can say, Jesus is with me, Jesus is in this world. Jesus is king, Jesus is here. My life is hidden with Christ in God. The spirit of God is within. So you find some truths to live by, and that's my invite to you today. Find some new truths for this year. Well, the next one was intention. Vision, vim, remember? Vision, intention. Now, I'm not talking about that intent when we lay back on our beds and think, oh, I will get up sometime today. <laughs> or I should go and do that, and another day goes and another day goes. That, that is a reduction of the word intent. That's what it's come to mean for most of us. But the word intention actually means that I am making a decision, a deliberate profession of faith or decision to actually do something. And if I go public about it, I'm more likely to do it. Okay? So sometimes I have little lists of things and people I need to see. And uh, I intend to do that. I write it down so that I can tick it off. Not that I'm a great ticker-offer, but so that it's in my face every time I open my journal, which is every day, okay? My intention. And that becomes a prayer point as to how to do that. It's not big, it's not thing. And then there's the spontaneous as well, a deliberate profession. And this is the intention that you're called to from your baptism. We are baptised into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And we are to obey the teachings of Jesus. And that's the intention. And Jesus actually says, my teachings are easy. Get that? My teachings are easy. Who on earth complicates it? Preachers and uh, people and me and you. We complicate it. Why do we complicate it? Because our eyes are on the difficulties and the frustrations. And we think, if that's, if that, oh, 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 oops, I just need to go here. I need someone to hold my hand and I better turn back. All of that stuff goes on in our head all the time. And we make following Jesus complicated. There's a verse in uh, Ecclesiastes, in one translation, that says, God made things simple and humans complicated them by our sin, our ugliness, our selfishness, okay? So if we actually do fail and trip, we remember the words of Jesus. He says, come, come back, come back. It's okay. I can put a Band-Aid on it or I can give you surgery. It's all right. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden because you've failed over and over and over again. And the more new years you've seen, the more you've failed. Right? And Jesus says, it's okay, come. Forget about the failings. Come to me again anew. You who are carrying heavy burdens, anxieties, pressures, tensions, come. The weary come. If you're afraid of failing, learn from me. Take my yoke upon me, Jesus says. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest. 
My yoke is easy. My burden is light. My teachings are easy. That's the meaning of yoke there. My burden is light. Being yoked together with Jesus so that he becomes the carrier. He becomes the one that walks alongside us and even can lift us up at times when the weary, when it gets, the going gets tough. If I could only believe that. True? Is that what you're saying? I've tried. I've failed. If I could only believe that. And herein lies the problem of intention. We need to believe what Jesus said is true. And he has given us the means to live this way. The vision, the intention, and all it takes from you to say, I trust you for my everyday, ordinary, to live out my baptism as a child of God. If only it was true. It is. Hold it. Because he's given us the means. Vision, intention, means. And the means is all about grace. You don't have to buy it. You don't have to get in a queue for it. You don't have to be special for it. In fact, you're already special. And God says, here it is. I give you grace. I give you mercies fresh every morning. First diet that you can have when you wake up and you put your feet on the floor, you can say, I'm feasting on the mercies of God. They're new, they're fresh, they're here for today. Jesus doesn't get old or weary. There's a freshness and a newness every day. God has given them, us the means to be like Jesus because Jesus was in, is within and we just say, here you are, Lord, all of me, all of the time. So it means that we learn from Jesus, stay in his word, even if it's 10 weeks in the same passage. It doesn't really matter. Learn from Jesus. Learn from him. Lean into him and say, Jesus, you live in me. What are you saying? Where are you? Spirit of the living God, take this word of God and create in me newness. I ask for forgiveness. I confess I cannot live this day without you. My profession is that I intend to be like Jesus today and I can't do it without the spirit of God. Be aware. Be honest. Be open. Just know that you're not alone. You can always dial a friend because there is a family of God, okay? You can always dial into Jesus. And when that's too hard, you can say to a friend, to someone who follows Jesus and who knows you, it's just say, I'm finding it hard, and get them to pray for you, read with you, comfort you. The means, we have grace, we have mercy, we have forgiveness, we have restoration, 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 over and over and over again. We have love unlimited over and over again. So much. The writer the, to Peter, Peter wrote, God has given us everything we need to live the godly life. We have the family of God. We have the word of God. We have the spirit of God. We have the triune God. God help us to believe 
that we can obey the teachings of Jesus. So this is what I'm suggesting that you do every morning. Good morning, Lord. You mightn't say it like that. You can say it comfortably in bed. I want to live out my baptism today. My life is hidden with Christ in God. I'm dead to sin. I'm alive to God. I confess I need you. I need you. May my life be open to you today. Because of grace and the power of the Spirit, I can live today. When I wake, I need to know what's happening that day, who I am. I'm a child of God. Where I'm going, I'm going with God. Occasionally, I'll look back and I'll see God there and I think, wow, I didn't notice. And I'll be grateful and I'll be thankful. There will be sidetracks, most of them redemptive. I need this habit. I need this to be part of my daily life. God, help us. Good morning, Lord. So what are you going to do for this year? I gave up making resolutions. Anyone else? I couldn't. I couldn't keep it. Are you going to be a passive Christian for another year? Or are you going to intend to work out your salvation? Are you going to follow Jesus and obey as you keep that vision there that keeps you alive, that gets you out of bed? Because I tell you what, you've got everything you need and God will give you more than you need because he's just like that. Let me pray. Thank you, Lord. You're good all the time. Thank you for new beginnings, new years, new days, new mercies. Give us grace to live out our baptism. Amen. Communion is an incredible picture of baptism because Jesus gave his life for our sin, so that we might have newness of life, so that we might live in the spirit with Jesus within. So we usually take a little bit of bread or cracker, the sustenance of life, and we eat this little sacred meal as a token, but of richness of what it means that our Jesus is our bread. He's the one that sustains us through the life, through the day. And we say thank you. And we take of this little cup, which reminds us of the blood of Jesus, which he said, this is my blood, which I shed for you, so that your sins would be forgiven and you can have newness of life every day. So let us eat and drink and be thankful.